Well, good morning. It is so good to be here with you guys. It's like I haven't seen some of you in forever. But I think the thing I'm most excited about is that I'm a first-timer today. And so at the end of the service, I'm going to go out and get a free gift. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to get it. And not only that, Rob Perry, he has to hang out and talk with me after the service. He can't just push me aside like he does at the office. I get some Rob Perry time, and now I'm fired up this morning. Well, it is, it is good to be with you guys, and it is good to be walking through this series right now. And uh, I, I think that this walk through James and, and learning about faith and works and how those connect, I mean, this, hasn't this been just impacting your life? You put this stuff into practice? Well, what we're going to be learning about this morning is, is powerful. In fact, as I was doing the study for it, I just, I saw things that I have never seen before, and I, I got some tools that I'm so excited to put and practice in my own life, and just, I just never really thought about it, just the nuance. And so I'm excited to share that with you, but what we're going to be talking about is something that is extremely powerful. And not only is it very powerful, but because of all of the power that it wields, it is very dangerous. And I happen to bring one of these with me today, right here on the stage. All right, you want to see it? All right, here it is. <laughs> it's a tongue. It is dangerous. I'm going to put it away. I hope somebody. It's your tongue. James tells us that the tongue is powerful. In fact, not just the tongue, but it's the words that the tongue makes, right? And the words that we have, words have power, great power. And the words that come from our tongue have the power to do good or to do evil. As James is laying this out, he says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. And likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. It's very small. You just saw it. Maybe some of you even couldn't see it back there. It's a small part of the body. But it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest fire is set by a small spark. So he says, this tongue that is in our mouths that is so small, wields great power. Just like a, like a 90-pound jockey can be on top of an 800-pound horse and make it go wherever it wants to go, so too is this a superpower in our lives. I mean, we've all heard the word, that, that famous phrase, that the pen is mightier than the sword. That's because it's true. The pen and words, they can engender in us feelings, both for good or for evil. In fact, with one word, you can win a date. And with one word, you can ruin a lifelong friendship. Just one word, one moment. Our words have the power to do great good. And you just heard uh, when Todd was up here, just talking about how the, the power of words to encourage somebody. That when they're down, that you can take somebody who's got all these feelings inside and you speak a word to them, a word of encouragement, the right word at the right time, and you just 
You just lift them up. You can change their mood by this little thing that you flaps around in your mouth. In fact, somebody once took and, and, and kind of did a little study of life's most meaningful words. And here's just a few of them. I mean, probably as I read this, you're going to actually feel stuff inside of you because it's just the power of them. I love you. You're wonderful. It's beginning. The war is over. It's a boy. It's a girl. No cavities. Thank you. All is forgiven. God bless. Welcome home. Merry Christmas. Your car is ready. You passed the test. Your child is beautiful. You were right. I'm ready to sign. Those are powerful words, aren't they? They engender feelings, emotions that well up inside of you. The proverb was spoken, a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's amazing the power that our words can do for good. But our, our words can, they're just, they're powerful. And they can be used for evil just like they're used for good. Words can tear down. Words can do terrible things. And so James, he starts to tell us. And so it's like, James, all right, tell us. You know, we know that words can be bad. How bad can they be? Don't hold anything back, James. Just let us, have a, let us know about the tongue and what it can do. He says, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed, have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a, a great forest fire is set by a small spark. It's evil. Its fire was set by hell itself, full of deadly poison. But yet we've all heard that phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Yeah, not very true, is it? In fact, we can use and often do use our words not to encourage people, but to tear them down. Our words can be used to create division, to divide people from one another, and to, to pick ourselves up. Simple things like gossip, like talking about somebody else. And we can even do these kind of things under the guise of prayer. You could be in a prayer meeting and say, oh, I got a prayer request. So-and-so is having struggles in their marriage. And they, I heard that her husband came home and, you know, or you know what, I hear that they're making all these decisions at church and I don't know if everybody was included on that. Here's kind of what I heard. And suddenly one thing's get past another and all kinds of, of, of lies and innuendos and, and false ideas are laid out there. We got to be careful that our tongues 
are not used to tear people down or to build ourselves up. In fact, you know, with gossip, it's tough because, I, I mean, I, with the gossip thing, it's hard. Sometimes we're sitting around talking. I'm like, okay, we're evaluating this person for this position. But is this gossip or are we, are we, you know, how do you know when you've stepped over the line and you're no longer talking about somebody for their benefit and you've now moved to the place where you're just gossiping? Well, here's a really easy definition so that you just, you know. Gossip is sharing anything about someone when the act of sharing it is not part of the solution. When you're saying something, and what you're saying, and the person you're saying it to, does not lead to some type of resolution, does not move things forward, then it's gossip. And you just need to stop. Of course, our words can also be used to criticize. I mean, just one word, one phrase. One thing that our, that our parents said in, in passing or that a teacher did. And yet, even now as I mentioned, even just the idea of that, you're, you're just, you snap back to that one moment when somebody said something to you. And it just stuck. We can receive millions and millions of compliments and one criticism. And then what do you start thinking about when you go home? It's like it just wipes it out, doesn't it? That, that one critical comment. Or we use our words to curse. Somebody's taken something from me. Somebody did something that was wrong. And so I bring down a curse upon them. I say this name or I call them this thing. Using the power of my words to, to distribute punishment. And see, the thing is, is that words are a lot like toothpaste. You know, they're really easy to squeeze out, but it's a lot harder to get it back in. Once it's out there, it's gone. You just have to deal with it. Words also do something else. And now we're starting to move into the stuff that, that I never really fully grasped. But our words have the power to lead us. Our power, they have a power to lead us. They can, in a moment, change the trajectory of our lives. There was one pastor that I was acquainted with, and and he, he lost everything. He ended up falling into an uh, affair. And he, he hurt his family, and he hurt the people that he ministered to. And it was wide-sweeping the kind of impact um, that his action did. And as he, you know, recalls this and he thinks through how this happened and, and why it happened and what he could have done, here's what he kind of said. He says, I can pinpoint the moment that I stepped over the line and the affair began to materialize. He says, I called the woman to thank her for an area of involvement in the church. And she said, you know, I feel so close to you. In fact, I've been having thoughts towards you I shouldn't have. And he was so flattered, he said, well, well, I've had those feelings too. And then he said, he said that, that that was the moment right there where it all began. He said from there, it was a gradual slide from more intimate conversations, and then the confessions, they, they intensified, and then within a few months, they were in bed together. And as he looks back on that moment, he says, what if in that moment, when she said those things, where she's speaking this truth that, that she, I've had these, these feelings for you that I shouldn't be having, what if he would have said at that moment, I'm sorry that you, 
you're having that, and I'm going to be more careful in the way that I encourage you in the future. Like, those words right there, even though maybe he was, he was having those feelings, right? But what if those words had come out instead of what he did in confirming? Our words are powerful. And they can do different and terrible things. But just what we just talked about in the form that they lead, our words kind of have this, this flow to them. So in one sense, the words that we have, they are flowing from the heart. When that woman said those things, she was having thoughts that she shouldn't have, feelings that she should not have. And so from her heart, those words flowed out. James says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So James is saying that, that things flow from where you're at. They, they, all things have a source, right? And so if you find the spring that's coming up, you don't expect to find salt water from it. Just like you wouldn't be swimming out in the ocean and take a big gulp of it and expect to have fresh water. Or you go to a certain tree. You don't go to an orange tree and go, huh, there's no apples on this tree. I figured maybe you might have oranges and apples. No, that's only in the grocery store you get that. But a, a tree bears the kind of fruit that it is. And so what he's saying there is that you've got to look at the source of where things are coming from. We've got to go in there and sample every once in a while what's coming out of this mouth. Because when we take that sample, that sample tells us what's happened here in the heart. Jesus said the same thing. He says, the good man brings good things out of the good that's stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil that is stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. And not only that, but you can't even hide this. At least not for very long. If you hang around somebody long enough, what is in their heart is going to come forth. Jesus says this later on. He says, but I tell you, that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. How powerful are these? And he says some of the most powerful words are the careless words. And you realize why the careless words are so powerful is that you can hide and you can be careful about what's coming out of your mouth, but if you've got a dark heart, then the moment's gonna come. When, you, when, you, when you're careless, when you don't, you're not on top of it, that word that is the truth of who you are is gonna slip out. And that careless word is going to judge you and judge your heart. So we gotta be careful about this. I mean, it's almost kind of like the, the Freudian slip. You know, you it's like the guy who's on vacation, and, and he sends a postcard home to his wife, and he says, wish you were her. 
You know, you, you've got to be careful. You've got to ask yourself, where'd that come from? But here's the fascinating thing. Just as those words come from our heart and they flow out, and we've got to sample it, it also goes the other way. Just as words flow from the heart, words also flow to the heart. Whatever's resting on your lips word-wise can flow backwards into the heart and make change there. The, the, the wisdom writers of Proverbs says this, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest from his lips, he is satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Sounds kind of cryptic, doesn't it? But you hear what he's saying? He's saying, from the fruit of the mouth, a man's stomach is filled. So, you know, the stuff that you eat, you know, the stuff that's passing through these lips, it fills your stomach. You know, you want to be eating good things. Things are healthy for your body, right? Because if you take in healthy things, then you will have a healthy body. But if you take in bad stuff, if you, you eat those vegetables that are, that are not organic, then bad things could happen to you, right? I'm not even talking about McDonald's here. Yeah, be careful what, what you bring in. And what he's saying is in the same way, the words that are on your tongue not only flow outward, but they flow backward inside again. And they can affect you. They can change you from the inside. And you see this throughout Scripture, how there's constantly this point towards the power of our words. What are you to do when you've got an enemy who's attacking you, somebody who's just tearing you down? You are to pray for those who persecute you. So you go home, you're driving home, I hate this person, I just... ah." He says, no, pray for them. Let words come out and say, Heavenly Father, I just, I pray that you work on Joe's heart and that you help me to work with him. And I figure if he's that difficult at, 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 at the office, then his family has to deal with him and other people and, and he's got to deal with himself. And that's got to be coming from somewhere. And Lord, I just ask that you come and you put a blessing on his life and that you build him up and you, you help him to, to experience your goodness. You start to, to say those things and you pray those words and they, they rest on your lips. It's almost like magic. It will start to change the way you look at Joe, difficult Joe. Or elsewhere, you got a lot of sin in your life. You've got stuff that you're struggling with and you can't seem to overcome it and you're trying and you know it's there. And you don't know what to do with it. James, he says this later on, confess your sins to each other. Come out and tell somebody, hey, I have a problem with pornography. I I have a problem with lying. Find somebody that you trust and confess that. Get it out there and just see what it feels like when that's resting on your tongues. Feel it, it come out and just, all right. And starts to come back in, starts to work. I mean, an alcoholic is anonymous. What's the very first thing? Hi, my name is, and I am an alcoholic. I'm working through this stuff. We go over to a friend's house, and uh, down 
um, at the West site. And uh, this young lady, she had lost a baby not that long ago. And so she's just talking about what that was like and how God has kind of just worked through her and how in the midst of it, she had this moment where she just felt this supernatural presence, like right when it happened. And she said, when it, when it hit, she said, I, she said, like, my world just was pulled away. I, it just it came crashing down around me. And I, did, I felt this fear, and I felt all of these emotions welling up, like, this can't be happening to me. And she said, I just started speaking these words out loud. She, I just said, God will get us through this. 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 And it just, she felt it just come over her like this peace. Our words have power. And so we've got to be very careful. And so here are some things that we can do so that we make this change in our lives. The very first thing that you have to do, if you're going to try to control this tongue, is you've got to recognize that you've got a wild tongue and you've got to, you've got to repent. You've got to find a way to tame that tongue. You've got to put it into control. And that's hard to do. Because see, what happens is with your words, when you're saying them, you know, the, when the venom is coming out, the junk is coming out of there, later on, what, what do you say? Well, I, I really didn't mean that. You know, I was just angry. Okay, well, you're taking it that way, but that's not really the way that I intended. But nobody else really knows the way you intended it, do they? And they don't really know fully what you were thinking. Because even words are, are difficult. They really don't, you know, they're not the greatest communication device, which is pretty sad. There's not a whole lot you have besides your words, right? But it's tough. And so you've got to be so careful about what happens. And you've and you got to look in yourself and say, hey, what are my words? If you've got a lot of junk in your life, if you've got a lot of relationships that seem to kind of crumble around you, you need to listen to what you're saying. What's happening with those words? And then you've got to ask for help. When we were reading through this, I don't know if you caught this, and this was the part early on I was struggling with as I was trying to figure this out, is that James at some point said in there that no man can tame the tongue. Like, well, okay, that's not good. <laughs> you know, no man can tame the tongue. But you know what? No man can tame the tongue. But if you go to God, God has the power to help you tame the tongue. God can work in your life. In the Old Testament, there was one man who had this moniker, a man after God's own heart. His name was David. He's considered one of the greatest kings Israel ever had. He was constantly trying to seek after God's will, even though he made mistakes and did terrible things. And when David, David was writing the Psalms, this is what he said. He's praying to God. He says, set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Driving to work in the morning. Heavenly Father, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth today, but I just pray that you watch over my tongue that you guard me, that you help me to, to, to keep that words. Or if you're struggling with this stuff, wherever it is, find somebody and say, hey, I've, I've got a, a problem of the mouth, a running of the mouth. Help me. Point things out. Give me a little nod or a wink when I'm 
going off on on a tangent or doing something, saying something I shouldn't say. Find somebody who can help you with that process. God can help you. Your fellow believers and those around you can help you as well. And then we got to find a way to tame this tongue. We got to find a way to put the tongue in its place. And James, he already gave us some advice earlier. In fact, one of the other messages, we talked a little bit about this. That everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. James is saying, I want you to use more ears and less tongue. More ears, less tongue. You just, if you decrease the quantity of, your, uh, of the words that are coming out, you're going to be better off. You've got to find a way to, to put a filter on it. And this stuff is hard. I mean, in my relationship with my wife, she's like a go off, be quiet, think about it. And I'm a process thinker. I'm like, hey, let's get down here. Let's talk. I'm going to talk this problem through. Go through that stuff. And that's not always good. Because suddenly all kinds of stuff's coming out. And finally I hone down to the end. I'm like, okay, well here, this is what I really mean, I think. But what did I just traipse through to get to that point that's right in front of her? So sometimes what you got to do is you just got to zip it and find somebody else to process through. Go on a walk and start talking to God about it. You feeling angry? You feeling that stuff? All right, I need to go for a walk. Just get away before that that tongue can trip you up and just say, Heavenly Father, help me to work this stuff out. Talk it through with him. You're thinking about zipping somebody? You want to send them an email? You can write the email out, but then just sit on it. Make sure you give it to somebody else first to look over before you send it. Really, don't ever send emails like that. If you've got, you got some nasty stuff, don't go to the person in person. But writing stuff out is powerful. It helps you to sit, sit there and think through, and then you can just throw it away. And then make sure that the words that are coming out of your mouth, once you've tamed it, you put some filters on it, then start to send out gracious words. In fact, in Colossians it says, Paul's writing to the church in class. He says, let your conversations be always full of grace and seasoned with salt. Full of grace, full of encouragement. Finding ways to, to point out what somebody's doing right before you point out what they're doing wrong. You start to do these things. And not only can this powerful thing that is in your mouth keep you from harm, but it can be used as a powerful tool to change your heart and to change those that are around you. Heavenly Father, we ask that you guard our tongues, that you keep watch over them, that they might be handed over to you, that they might be used as instruments for doing good, that you might possess them, that you might find the words like your Holy Spirit does, and that words would flow out that bring healing, that shower grace and mercy, that leave people with a sense of peace, words that come into our own hearts and change us from the inside. It is in the powerful name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen.